Welcome to Get Unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Over the next hour, you will be given valuable tips and tools you can use to overcome what keeps you stuck. Now, here is Jason. Welcome to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I am your host, Jason Hopkins. Thank you for joining us today. Get Unstuck Radio is inspired by my own journey of navigating this thing called life. More than a decade ago, I faced my own dark night of the soul, a painful chapter that robbed me of my mind, my money, and my way. After a series of catastrophic setbacks upended a lifetime of work, I was left with two choices, to end it all or to begin again. Fortunately, with a mustard seed of faith, I chose to walk forward with a new commitment to serve others. Over the last decade, I have faithfully worked to evolve the narrative of how the world sees mental health. By recognizing that everyone struggles, sometimes we all need new insight and a different perspective to see life more clearly. Not only is the show the birthplace of my own efforts to overcome life's challenges, but a safe space to meet other champions who, even after stepbacks, still bravely show up and serve others. Get Unstuck Radio highlights the phenomenal people who have joined me along the way. It is a place to share their stories, which hopefully will spark inspiration in your own life. Together, we celebrate our individual capacity to move forward and get the lives we truly desire. Each week, a distinguished guest will share their own unique perspective about what it takes to move beyond stuck and achieve their truest potential. Regardless of where you are, I'm hopeful you will discover the inspiration and courage to make an impact in your own life. Let's get started. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Heidi Crane. Heidi is the owner of Blooming Heart Healing Arts. She is a nurse, wellness coach, energy and sound healer, and teacher. She has been in allopathic and energy medicine for the past 20 plus years, utilizing this unique perspective of seeing both physical and emotional needs. She's devoted her life to helping people get unstuck from patterns of behavior and beliefs that keep them from living their best life. She does this by reading the energy of a person and helping them resolve old stories and imprints that they have them that have them stuck. To do so, she uses different modalities to assist in the healing process, including belief repatterning, releasing old emotions, soul retrievals, family constellation work, energy and sound healing, teaching, meditation, and inner child healing. Heidi, I'm so grateful you're joining us today for another episode of Get Unstuck. Um, I've been really looking forward to having this conversation, having worked with you myself. Um, And before we started here, we were just talking about the concept of the work. And for anybody's listening, I know you've heard that concept of doing your work, doing the work. Um, And I think what we're here today, hopefully through this conversation, is to normalize you know, how appropriate it is to do the work and how fruitful it can be in having done so. Um, So welcome. I'm glad you're here today. Oh, thank you, Jason. Thanks for having me. So, you know, the conversation today we're going to have is about inner child healing. And really, before we get started, let's, from your perspective, share a little bit about what is, what is inner child healing? Oh, inner child healing is really a way of being able to get to that part of you, that young part of you that has had wounds, okay, that needs some care and attention and some love. Uh, And basically it's like reparenting that part, that inner part of you. Okay. And getting it up to the adult. 
that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously we have places that we get stuck along the way, things that happen that maybe stay stuck inside of us or buried that, you know, have not fully revealed themselves or maybe showing up in your day-to-day life. Why is this work so important for personal growth and healing, do you think? Well, because, well, in my experience of what I've seen is that there are so many people that come that don't have this sense of belonging. They're struggling with um, feeling like they're lovable. They're stuck in the pattern of being, um, they're picking, I don't know, like the wrong type of people to be with, you know. Your picker's (laughs) broken. Yeah. (laughs) And they are... um, and they're, and they're stuck basically in depression or anxiety, and they can't seem to find their way out. They can't find their way to the happy place, to a calm place, to where their nervous system just feels as if they're safe. And so what I, I love about um, inner child healing is it, it actually, you go back to when they are really young and you can help repattern and change those stories and help and reparent them and help them to get to a place where they are feeling more resilient, where they're feeling peace, where they're feeling calmness, where they're able to belong again, where they're able to have healthy relationships. And it's just, it's beautiful. So um, that's why I think inner child healing is just where we need to go. Well, and I could imagine for anybody listening, doesn't that just sound like nirvana to be able to walk into this space of doing some work that that helps you essentially get the life that you're meant to live here? Um, I'm pretty certain that this work didn't start at this place for you. And based on your bio that I read a minute ago, um, you have a lot of experience in history doing this kind of work with people. Can you give us a little more background on how did you get into this and and really what shifted to make way for you to do the work that you're doing to help others today? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, for me, I actually came into this because I ended up with um, something physical happening to me. Okay. So I ended up having to have open heart surgery at the age of 27 for an aortic aneurysm. Wow. And that blew my world apart. Like all of a sudden... I was in like my own existential crisis and I was sitting there thinking about life. Here I am in my twenties, you know, like, oh my God, I'm going to have a scar. Oh my God. I'm going to like, what does this mean? I might have to have surgery again. Like this is changing my life. What about my career, my nursing career? What about, what about, what about, right? And, and then coming to the realization that, well, how did I, why is this happening? what's going on? Like asking the deeper questions. And it, it started me digging around, not just in going to therapy, but really looking around into alternative health pieces because I was, um, I don't know. I was just like looking for answers. I was trying to figure out why is this happening to me? And in that I discovered there was a whole host of unmet needs that I had from when I was younger for, uh, and you know, it's not, it's not just about parents. It can be about teachers. It can be about people that have, you know, met you along the way. It could be bullying from school. It can be all kinds of reasons why children end up, uh, feeling, um, you know, not, 
not good enough, not lovable, all these things. Right. But I started unpacking all of this stuff Mm -hmm. where I was like, holy moly, there's a whole host of things happening underneath this piece that, you know, isn't just about my open heart surgery. And so that, that started me on my journey of healing, healing my past little self, I'm going to call it to, um, and then real and using a host of different modalities, but I was reading books like crazy, like, you know, about inner child healing and (laughs) a whole, whole, like energy healing. This is when I got into all of it. I was just madly reading all kinds of things. And so that started my journey and it just hasn't stopped. I think I still ask that question like, okay, what's, what's the root of this? I'm always looking for the root of it. Uh, and when I've done any type of inner child healing, I realize the root comes pretty quickly. I love that. And what I really like is the intentionality behind going from the external, you know, what about this scar? What about my nursing career to moving to the internal? And it really feels like you're showing up to help people from this heal thyself journey of, you know, meeting people from a place that you understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that. So if somebody's listening to this and they're just trying to wrap their head around the concept, let's get more practical about it. Like what are some signs or symptoms that somebody might be experiencing that could dictate that inner child work would be helpful for them? I think someone who <clears throat> is always in a state of anxiety, I think someone who's in a place of not feeling safe or fearful. So those that have um, uh, some trauma pieces, I think people that are like overly critical of themselves, maybe they're externalizing and helping everybody else, but they are putting no attention onto themselves. Uh, People, uh, so, you know, it just opens up the range for all kinds of like- I don't know anybody like that, out there, anybody, (laughs) yeah. Um, It's like you're talking about me. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, so it's, it's a lot of people, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of people out there that can fit any of those. And even those that are, um, depressed as well, because they're suppressing a lot of emotion. Right. So, uh, yeah. So really there are some actual external things that can be happening in one's life that, you know, might make way for them to do this work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, that brings up a question for me about this piece of self-awareness. You know, we we talk all the time about, oh, that person's super self-aware. They're not self-aware at all. How how important is self-awareness in recognizing kind of, oh, something's off and maybe I need to take a look under the hood? I think it's really, I think it's really important. Uh, what happens though for most people is that and I think that may have happened, it happened to me, I think it happened to you, is you end up in your own existential crisis, whether it's physical, mental, and that's when most people wake up. That's when they decide, oh, this needs to change, you know, something catastrophic, unfortunately. Um, I don't know very many people that just right out of the gate are just like, oh, well, no, I'm just going to go ahead and go down this self-awareness. Everything's good. I'm just going to pick a scab yeah, that's not exactly. even Exactly. Woohoo. This is going to be great. Uh, <laughs> if they do, God bless them. I'm sure that's going to be a <laughs> wonderful thing for them. But uh, what I 
What I find is that it takes something to motivate people to have that self-awareness. They'll start to go, hmm, something's not right. Or they have a pattern that keeps repeating, like they keep attracting the same type of person in their life and relationship that's not working. Maybe it's the narcissist, or maybe it's the person who always needs something from you, you know, uh, that you're always a caretaker. And you're like, God, I'm so tired of this. I'm going to actually do something about it. Right. And then you have that self-awareness that comes up. Well, and I can think even in my own journey, that certainly was the case. And I mean, you know, you talk about existential crises, it feels like I've had a myriad of them, which frankly brought me to doing the work with you. Um, and and I've done a lot of work in therapy and seen many healers over the years. And, and there has always been this kind of pervasive pattern on a couple of things that keep showing up over and over and over again, which was the entry point for us doing this work. But I go back to you know, if you just look at the fundamentals of why people change, I mean, normally at base level, it is because something is too painful to continue doing what you're doing That's and, right. and, and, and recognizing from that place that, you know, we may have a deeper capacity to access some healing that we didn't even know. I think it's designed that way. You know, like I, I am so stuck. I cannot stop spinning my wheels in place here. Like I've got to move forward. Would you say by and large, that's normally where you kind of meet people in doing this work? Yes, it is. I, they will end up coming to me and they almost say the exact same thing you just said. I'm, or like, I am so tired of being stuck in this pattern. <laughs> I want out of it now. You know, I've actually had people come to me and say that. I'm like, okay, let's talk about that. Right. You know, here we are. Well, you know, for me, for a long time, it was picking the same people in different clothes. You know, you can, you, you're looking for a relationship and you're like, oh, this person is great. And then all of a sudden you realize they're the same as the person before, maybe a little better, but in different clothes, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I had moved through and healing that and fortunately have a great relationship, but you know, there are those areas that as I've gotten deeper into this work, really come back to these younger versions of ourselves and and you peel back the 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 layer just a little bit and you recognize we are versions of our younger selves and those younger selves are for many of us running our lives that's right they sure are i mean that's that's really these um unconscious pieces of ourselves right that are waiting to be healed really so the wound keeps playing out until you recognize it. And that's what I love about inner child work is that you go back to say that three-year-old because that three-year-old pops up in the meditation and you get the opportunity to say the things that the three-year-old really needed to hear back right. then. You know, I see you, you're important to me. All maybe those are the things you didn't get as that three-year-old, right? And so you end up reparenting that part of you. And when you're doing the inner child healing, what then happens is that part integrates and then another part shows up. And so it's like a foolproof plan. You know, like people get a little scared, like, well, how's this work? What's going to happen? Da, da, da. And I'm like, it's really a foolproof plan. You just need to be willing to show up and to allow that inner child to, to have an interface with that inner child. And then things things change, you know, it's, it's in, it's in the awareness, it's in the openness to connect with the younger part that maybe you don't really want to revisit. 
you know, right. but it's, it, but then that just keeps the cycle perpetuating uh, because was, I think about the people who say, well, nobody sees me, you know, I, nobody hears me. I keep getting ignored. Well, are you ignoring that little inner child? Have you gone back? Right. Where to, did that begin? Where did that begin? Yeah. Right. It began a long time ago. And then if you're going to reparent, if you start showing up for that inner child and, and give it the attention and love that it needs, and you, and you are just ever present with it, even if it's 15 minutes a day, you change yourself as an adult. It's a guaranteed fix. Well, and, and I can say that affirmedly from doing this work with you um, in a committed way. And I think what it also does is it has, in some respects, it's been a passive grace. I mean, A, the people and the persons and the places that harmed you don't have as much power anymore. But more importantly, if you do this inner child work and you recognize that the people who maybe had a central role in your upbringing, whether it's teachers, parents, friends, et cetera, if they haven't done this work, they're they're being run by their younger selves also. So there, right. there is an element of being able to live in the flow of recognizing we're all just kind of like wounded children walking each other home, so to speak. We absolutely are. And I love taking the blame out of it. I love that, Jason, because it's so true. Because our parents did our best. The teachers did the best. Even the kids that bullied you were doing their best. Right. They only know what they were taught. Right. And, and sometimes our best is not good enough. And I think it's okay yeah. if you're yeah. an adult with adult skills on board to be able to say, you know what, I did my best with what I knew at that time. And now that I've I've seen more, I intend to show up and be better. And yeah. I, I want anybody that's listening to recognize that this kind of integrative work is so important to continuing, you know, for me, it was really about how do I level up? You know, I, I have a pretty amazing life and recognize that there were still some spaces I was getting stuck and knowing that there were things that were holding me back from going where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This, this conversation is fascinating to me. It's going so quickly. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Success Frequency will deep dive into where success truly comes from, our mind. We will examine our mental faculties to gain a deeper understanding as to how it directly affects our life. We will discuss common mind traps and how to become aware of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions when we're working towards a specific goal. 
we will share with the audience mental duality tips to move their mind closer to their goals. We will explore the best thinking process for a successful business, financial growth, health, and love. The Success Frequency, hosted by Aliyah Yasmin. Monthly episodes available on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. Welcome back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins, and today I have my friend and colleague, Heidi Crane, with us. Heidi is, I don't know another way to describe her other than an incredible energy healer. Um, she, she and I have done some work together on some of my own stuff, and today we're talking about inner child healing and the value and, port- and importance that it can play um, in really helping us get the life that we desire. Before we went to break, we were talking about um, really this passive grace that doing this work can gives us in recognizing these wounded pieces we're trying to heal within ourselves and then seeing that everybody else is likely coming from some version of that place also and how much grace we can give other people and not blaming um, in that. Heidi, let's talk a little more practically about, you know, specifically related to the work you do, what does this practice look like? I'm happy to share what it's looked like for me, but in your words, if somebody's this is resonating for them and they're wanting to take this on and and have you as a catalyst or a guide to do that. What does this look like? You know, I think there's a way to, to, to bring the pressure down. So this isn't scary because I certainly can't say any of the work that you and I have done has not felt scary at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, <laughs> I can't speak for anybody else. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, you know, I, uh, Practically, it really is, it's simply a meditation. So if you can follow a guided meditation, uh, that is what you can do for an inner child healing. Um, When I'm with clients, I am specifically doing one that's geared straight towards them. I'm actually tapping into them energetically and feeling and sensing, and sometimes actually getting the visual of what is happening um, I think we've experienced that together right. and, and, and really, um, meeting you where you are and waiting for the subtleties. And all I'm doing is, um, cueing and prompting and it's, it's not hard, uh, for, I think the client, I think most clients feel a sense of relief. They start to feel the integration right away. Um, and the peace that comes from it. And, uh, and then, um, I don't, I don't, I really feel like that's, that's really the journey. It's not, it's not hard at all. Yeah. I I would affirm that and having gone through this process on, on multiple occasions and really, um, I think, I think the important thing, you know, that I have learned over the past several years with work that I've done is there is the element of, learning and understanding and integration. And they are two separate, two very separate things. And I think 
a lot of us get awareness about things that might need to be tweaked and even take the steps to tweak them. But there is an element of integration. Let's talk for just a minute about, I, I know after we have a session, you always tell me, I think it's going to take you this many days to integrate this. Like, let's talk about the integration piece, because I really think that's where kind of the magic happens in this work about the knowing then becoming. Okay. So, um, so say we did a inner child healing meditation and we had, we'll say the three-year-old come up and there were some healing statements that I did something like, um, I just want to acknowledge the pain that you went through when you were younger, you know, those kind of things. And now we're at the tail end and the integration part would be you, um, you going back and just sensing and feeling how your world may have shifted from it, right? And just really allowing yourself the time and maybe the rest to fully um, allow the experience to kind of integrate within you. Mm -hmm. So it's just about making space maybe in your life and an hour of just rest that you normally wouldn't do or um, I say for some people, go out and take nice long walks, or if you're by the beach, go sit at the beach for a little while, just allow yourself to be. And we don't really do that enough in our society anymore. And so I really say on the integration part to, to allow that piece to happen. And that integration, um, as you move through, you will feel um, at least from what happens with me, some people feel uh, intense emotions because they're integrating and healing and processing stuff that happened from the past. And then all of a sudden they drop into this place of peace or this place of um, almost equanimity. Uh, it's a quietness in, in their mind or they just feel peaceful and happy. And they're not even, there's nothing even happening for that to be right. like, there isn't a thing, but that's when the integration is complete from okay. the work I do. Is that what you were asking? Or yeah, did you it want is. It I mean, for me in way? different words, I think it felt like a deep contentment. I mean, I certainly can say I took more time to rest. I took more time to check in with myself, you know, really in recognizing that we are kind of being guided by these younger versions of ourselves and recognizing that they're all part of you. You know, yeah. there's not this us versus them sort of thing. And, and integrating that really, you know, I, I know I did some self meditations that you had given me as well as, you know, some kind of guided work to talking to those younger versions of myself. And what I learned quickly is if you acknowledge them and their presence in your, your life, like, they will integrate. Yes, you know? they and, will. And and really, um, you know, I always find it fascinating. I think one of the areas where you can ask um, yourself, how old do I feel is when you get angry or you're in a fight, you know, and often, you know, people, we don't fight fairly, but often when you ask somebody, how old do you feel in this moment? Like if you're really angry about something, I will guarantee you it is likely not your real age. And, you know, being able to tap into or, or access the inner child from that understanding, I think is also a great starting point for many people. Yeah. Well, you know, the, I, I just love inner child work and the way that it really does integrate those parts that um, you didn't even know were there 
that could have been sabotaging you from a lot of um, your happiness, to be quite honest, keeping you from the things that you really want in your life. And you wouldn't know it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can even say, you know, I um, I had a meeting, you and I had a session earlier this week. I had a meeting the day before with somebody. And then I talked to them that evening after you and I had a session. And she said, without provocation, you seem lighter. Like, you know, something has shifted even, even in that, you know, that space of a very yeah. short time. And I think that that is absolutely a good way of, of feeling about this. You know, I also have done a lot of family of origins work, which often is inner child work in a therapeutic setting. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the differences because I, I know, I know, according to you, I don't think that you have to do this in a therapeutic setting. Um, you know, obviously you not being a clinician, um, you're yeah. not doing this as a therapist. Um, let's talk about the differences between approaching it one way versus how somebody might experience it with you. So for me, um, how you would experience it is because I'm doing it from an intuitive standpoint. So I'm going to go in and I will prompt you. I don't know how to, how do I explain this? It's so hard to explain. It's almost like I have to do it, right? But <laughs> let's see if we can. So I feel like, well, what's the difference? Hmm. I mean, I can say in my own experience is just you basically reading and scanning my energy. You, yes. know, you would give me ages. And what I noticed in, in the sessions that we talked about ages specifically, and these were adult ages all the way back down into childhood, I could immediately identify something that happened at those ages. And again, many of them were not things I had ever worked on in therapy therapy or thought that needed any work. I thought I was healed from those, but just hearing those ages and recognizing that, oh, that was happening at that time or that happened then really made procedurally, it kind of all start clicking. Yes. See, you put it nice and succinctly because it's hard (laughs) for me to explain because I am just the conduit. I'm actually in there sensing and feeling. And yes, I might name an age for you. I did others. I will say a scenario and I've done that with you too. Or I just start talking about, I see them there. What age are they? I have them identify the age. So it really is just person dependent when I'm going in. But you're right. I am just reading that energy as I go down um, further and further into their unconscious. And what I'm tapping into and what my intention always is, is to take that person to their highest, best potential for this lifetime. How can I get them to that place where they're having their best life? Right. And based off what, current things are coming up that they're ready to tackle energetically. So what the good news is, is you're, it's a foolproof plan when I'm going in. That age that shows up, that little, that little wounded self, that part is the one that's ready. Like you're never going to go wrong. Where, where I find people get a little bit they they want to start controlling it and they want to start having a certain age come in. And, and I'm like, no, mm-mm. just do the healing meditation I give you or that I direct you to, or that I've, you know, done for you and, and just allow that age to come up because 
they know you i say they the little ones within you know exactly what is needed to heal well and i even remember in the work that we were doing the resistance that you know when we started doing that younger self that there was a real resistance and reluctance and basically said no we're not ready to deal with that so we dealt That's with right. what came up and it's interesting as we've continued to integrate that, that's not really that, that those younger versions I wanted to control and work on, they haven't really come up again. And I feel like right. there's a lot more completion around that time period. And I think where I was hesitant in doing this work, and for anybody that's listening, I think this is really important, is, is I did not want to be peeled like an onion. Like I didn't want to go back and have to pick wounds that, you know, had, had quasi healed and, and be in the depths of despair about really painful things that happen. And, and, and I have overcome a, an inordinate amount of trauma from a very early age moving forward. And what I can say and affirm is while there have been some revelatory moments in doing this, I have not felt peeled like an onion. You know, I have felt seen, valued, heard, and frankly, honored those younger portions or times of my life that I didn't feel that way. And I think that's mm -hmm. so important because I think a lot of people wouldn't approach this work because they believe it is going to leave them flat on the floor and they're just not going to have the wherewithal to be able to move forward. And I just, I don't, I can't speak for anybody else other than the people I've referred to you and their experience and sharing with me. I don't think this work is about leaving you flat on the floor. No, it's not at all. It's about lifting you up. Now, some people have a um, an integration process where they might have dreams, they might be processing stuff, they might be emotional, but that doesn't that's short lived, and it right. it and because it's processing out of your energy field, and so um, you know feel it to heal it. So some people feel it for a second, some people feel it for a day, but more than likely, most people are just going to have that experience at the end where they're integrated and feeling really like confident and safe and, you know, calm. And it's, it's just, yeah, I, I really love inner child work. It's one of my um, favorite things to do with people. And when it pops up to do, I'm always like, Ooh, yeah, let's go there. That's fun. Which is why I so wanted to have this conversation <laughs> and, and, and we've been touching on this, but just to clarify, do you see any real pitfalls or setbacks somebody might expect and even deciding to do this work in the first place? No, I think it's a win-win, honestly. Okay. Um, I think that uh, if it's done, because all you have to do is just show up, close your eyes, listen to the, listen to the voice. You know, I have some helpful things that I like to integrate that's different than in a therapeutic session, perhaps different people do it different ways. None of it's, I don't think any of it's like a bad way to do it. Um, but um, I get kind of particular, like I like you doing permission before you go ahead and hug your, you know, little inner child. And like you said, yours was off to the side. Oftentimes I have many clients where they're in the corner looking at you kind of like, mine was mad, stuck in a dark basement. Angry. Remember? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, you know, just sitting there like I ain't coming out of this space. And, you know, you go, okay. And you just kind of meet them where they are. And isn't that what we all want is just to be seen, met where we are, just loved and however we want to show up. And so we get the yes. opportunity to do that. 
But isn't it amazing how much resistance we have to going back and revisiting those younger parts of ourselves? I mean, I think I I shared with you, I have enormous blocks where I have no memory of childhood. And doing this work has revealed some things that, that all kind of click into place. But I think more than anything, what it has done is I don't feel the same need to figure out what happened in those timeframes anymore. You know, like there, there's a certain piece of knowing that maybe I don't need to know all of the gritty details. Like that to me is the thing that has the potential to put you in the toilet. And like, you know, my younger self said, no, we're not going to talk about that. And I had a lot of peace in saying, okay, that's just not, that's not meant to do that. Yeah. And it's not actually, um, even, even in what I send out, uh, what I would recommend for, and what I do, I say, now I don't need to know. I even say that to the inner child when I'm doing the kind of coaching with the person that I'm working with. Now, I don't need to know all the details. You have all that as memory. I'm just wanting you to release those memories so you and I could have a better life. Right. I love that. You know, and I know we alluded to you being a nurse in your bio. More specifically, you worked with patients dealing with mental health challenges for a lot of your career. Mm-hmm. How prevalent was this kind of work? I mean, obviously you, I don't think you were doing the, that this work at that time, but in retrospect, how helpful would that have been in many of the things that you saw with people that were dealing with more acute mental health ch- challenges? It would have been tremendous, actually. There's so there's so many things that um, I feel like our system is broken. <clears throat> you yeah. and me both. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. Right, right. But I do feel like uh, things like this inner child, not maybe not right acutely, like if someone's actively psychotic, no. But uh, once they're stabilized and can actually, you know tell the difference between whether someone's real or not in a room is, right. is an important piece, you know? Uh, so once people are stabilized, I think this is like a really wonderfully safe thing to do. Um, and cause it's really about loving yourself. I mean, inner child work is specifically about showing yourself love and compassion. Now, that's really, uh, you can't ask for anything more. And we know that love is love is a thing that can heal, has the potentiality to heal everything. So well, that's and really, I- if you can't love yourself, how do you fully show up and love anyone or anything else? Like that to right. me is really what this journey was about, was recognizing that there are some legitimate places that I hold myself back because I hadn't done this next level of work. And I think it's only unlocking and accessing kind of those deeper pieces that, you know, frankly, you know, aid in being able to show up more authentically in relationship with yourself and others. That's right. Well, if you can't show up with yourself authentically, you're going to have a really hard time showing up with your partner authentically. Amen. Yeah. And so that's another reason to do inner child work because you can get in touch with all those parts that you're really scared of. That, you know, and if you're scared of those parts of looking at belonging or you're looking at uh, being vulnerable, even with your own inner child, then how are you going to show up in partnership? Right. You know, and if you're saying that your partner, you know, you're not having a great relationship or you feel like you're missing out on something in the relationship, I would encourage people to do some inner child work. Well, and you also, I I just want to point out, you may decide that you're not 
equally yoked in partnership. That's know, right. It, it isn't. <laughs> that's and so I think true. that's why a lot of people don't do the work. They get really comfortable in relationship, even if it doesn't work. And frankly, I've never been that guy that was willing to stay in something that didn't fit. And it just so happens, even after doing this work, I feel more affirmed in the partner I've chosen, which is really Lovely. validating of the work that that I had done before this that stacks on top of it. Yeah. And, you know, I have said to people, you know, if we continue to do this work because I know that their partner isn't doing it or that, you know, their circumstances or life or whatever it is, I said, if we continue to do this, you may not want to be with the same partner knowing the information that I knew. Right. Right. And I, I said, so you, this is a choice point. Do you, you know, I've got to be honest because some people will, will do this work and then they'll see, oh my goodness, this isn't the partner for me. Like I deserve more. I deserve to have it all, the whole package, whatever that is. And then there's other people like you that are like, oh my goodness, I picked this great person. (laughs) And so, you know, I just, I'm always, I always like to be upfront about that. You are going to change. And, and um, that is what's going to happen. If you do inner child work, you will shift. I love it. No doubt. On that note, let's take a quick break and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you inspired by stories about personal empowerment, well-being, and the motivation to achieve more? Get ready for Next Steps Forward with Chris Meek. Each week, Chris will talk with experts and icons from different walks of life who personify energy, direction, excitement, and purpose as they take bold steps forward in pursuit of excellence and service to others. Tune in to Next Steps Forward, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. Welcome back to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins, and today I have my friend and colleague, Heidi Crane, here with us. Heidi is an amazing energy healer, and we've been having a fabulous conversation around inner child work and the value and importance of doing so. Heidi, before the break, we were talking about how so often people do this work, and it may reveal something in our partners and our relationships 
you know, anything in life that it may, it may unearth or spark something in you that makes you realize that you are not in the right relationship, job, whatever, et cetera. I don't want to scare anybody that's listening because the, right. the shifts, while they may be profound, don't necessarily um, result in you having to up uh, upend your whole life and and move a different yeah. direction. I mean, that is, again, your choice. Like, give us a little more validation about the, the ease and effort that this process can happen and, and what it may reveal that sparks you to make changes or not. Yeah, well, I mean, it... I think anything you do where you're healing yourself, reparenting that little part of you is going to be a positive outcome. It's just going to be positive. You're going to have more joy, more self-love, more self-compassion, more kindness towards yourself. And therefore you're going to have that in externally as well. You're going to be reflecting that outwardly towards people. So Yes, it could bring around changes, but I don't think those changes are bad at all. I actually think they are a way of um, integrating the inner healing that you did and externalizing it outside for everybody to just say, wow, look at you. You've really shifted. You look great. Wow, you're so and, calm today. You know, I right? confirmed that in my own life. And, and again, I didn't give a moment's thought to what that might reveal and how that might impact anything else. But I want to be clear. It's not just this process specifically. Any kind of work that you're doing, I think That's has right. the potential, whether it's in therapy, group support, what, whatever, right. coaching, yeah. you know, it, the goal of that is to heal things and move forward. And if you're doing that well, it may reveal that you are in situations in life that no longer serve you in the way that they once did. Or you may say, I deserve more out of my life or I want more. And, and and I want to reaffirm the value and importance and benefit of doing so in getting the life you desire. I mean, I know we talk a lot about that. You know, we've everybody wants the lifestyle that the secret told us we can have. And, you know, the, the reality is, is the the thing that I can say that has no monetary value, but really is the the best currency of anything is peace. It's wisdom. It's courage, it's humility, it's kindness. It's all of those things that you can't put a price tag on, but like the, the things that you do that bring you closer to being in relationship with yourself, like everything else builds upon that. That's right. You know, and it's shocking to me that we have become so entrenched in this, this performance society that we miss, you know, being in relationship with yourself first should be our North star. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. But it's, it's, we're not really taught that in society. No, we're not at all. Well, and even if you so. think about inside your family structures, I mean, there are many people that had, you know, amazing, incredible childhoods that, still grow up and have work to be done. I mean, again, I go back to what we talked about other earlier. I genuinely believe people show up to do their best and sometimes your best is not good enough. And that could be because you don't have all the information yet. You know, I I believe my parents intended to do their very best. And, you know, there's some collateral damage that I've been cleaning up over the course of my life. You know, that is because of those relationships. And frankly, I feel like this point at this point in life, that's my work to do. That's not about me blaming them or assuming they should have been or done different. Maybe they should have, but 
I, I want to be clear, you know, this journey is never about going back and unringing the bell that's already been rung. It's going back and recognizing that, oh, well, if I'd had different information or a different set of circumstances, maybe the outcome would have been different. And the reality is you can give that to yourself right here, right now. Yes. And that's what the inner child healing does. You can get it right here, right now. So if somebody's listening and they're they're inspired by this work, I mean, obviously we're going to get them connected to you here at the end of the session, but what are some things if somebody just wants to learn more or take some steps, read a book, do a meditation, how could they get more connected to this, this process? I know you have some, uh, you know, some things that you think are, are more helpful than not. Where would they start? You know, there, there is some great, um, and it's just, I think you can YouTube <laughs> and easily find something out there in the world. Right. But, uh, with my age, I love books. <laughs> so I would say <laughs> there are so many great uh, books out there on inner child healing that you can easily have access to and just pick up and read. And not all of them are based off of therapeutic, you know, uh, you don't have to have a degree in therapy or you don't have to be in therapy to do it. Um, there are some really simple books out there to read that will, um, that can help with that. Certainly I can, you know, send you some resources too, that you can even put up. Great. Um, and, mm-hmm. and just to reaffirm, I mean, this is not a process that somebody has to do with a clinician. No, you do not. Actually, I, I do it in session, as you know, and then I hand that off to you to do outside of session. And I ask you to do it daily. Um, 15, 20 minutes. Well, and yeah. I know even cause you know, I have a therapist also, and even in sharing with her, the work that we were doing, the, the validation and affirmation she gave of the work that we had done, I think was so affirming of, um, the process and the journey that really kind of led me back to this place that there is, there is no one path to getting where you want to go. And I there think that, one. that, that, the system tells us often that you got to do this and you got to do that. And then you got to do that. And I don't think that's the case. And, you know, I've mm-hmm. always been the guy that's open to, you know, seeing somebody a little more out of the box or a little different approach. And, and frankly, that has always served me really well. And, and I encourage anybody who's listening or interested, I mean, check in with yourself, you know, does this feel like work that you're, you're fascinated by or interested in doing at this time? Like, you know, are you um, recognizing that things aren't going well in your life? You're not getting exactly the life that you had imagined. You know, at some point, there's nobody else to blame but yourself. And I don't even think it's about blaming yourself, but about really recognizing, are you ready? I, I look at it as it's kind of like getting undressed with yourself. You know, there's so so often we don't want to look in the mirror and see all the things that we don't love. But the reality is, is the mirror is a reflection. And there are many things that uh, while you may not love all of them, there are many things to love from that reflection in the mirror. And okay. I just think it's, it's such thoughtful, important work. It is. And it's, it's easy. It's easy to do. If you can listen to a meditation and you can visualize, that's the only skill you really need. I mean, that could just be handed to you and you just listen to it and you follow it and adapt to uh what is being said 
Yes, I do it a little different. I like Ohoponopono, okay. um, Dr. Hulin. Um, I prefer to utilize that technique of healing meditation. There's different versions of it out there in the internet world. Um, I do my own version, uh, but it all it's all permission-based. It's all the idea that um, our inner child is holding eons of time of memories and that these memories are where the wounds are and that you can clean those memories, which means just to clear it is to heal it. And so uh, basically it's just recognizing these memories and not even seeing them as anything but memories, memories of abuse or memories of sadness or whatever the memory is. You don't need to know what it is. You don't need to go into big detail about it. You don't need to know anything other than you weren't seen, heard, or valued. And all you're doing is recognizing those things and allowing them to go. Well, and I can even affirm from my own journey of doing this. I mean, there have been some pretty um, profound things that have come out of this that that are sad and that are um, have the propensity to be painful. But I want to I want to affirm for anybody listening it really has become a matter of acknowledging those things and integrating them. It, I don't find that I set in this profound sadness, like that's not right. what this process has been about. And there were some profound, sad things. Um, yes. And you also don't go into the depth of those. Right. Cause I think that those can be re-traumatizing. Right. And that's not the point of what this inner child work is. It's not and, about re-traumatizing. And it. frankly, I did a lot of that work in therapy, which is really why I didn't want to approach this process in therapy, because frankly, I don't want to go back and repick a scab that I've done a lot of work on. And now maybe I have a new memory. Um, I just, I personally did not want to do it that way. That's right. And shouldn't have to. Well, That's I not wouldn't what have about. known that until we did this. Yeah. Um, and now that we have, I can absolutely affirm for anybody that's listening, it does not have to be this, you know, this, this weighty sort of thing that's going to send you in the depths of despair. It's just, it's just not that. Mm-mm. It isn't. And at times I'm not even recognizing the complete picture. All I'm doing is recognizing an age or an emotion. And then as just recognizing that that's an unmet need allowing you to be with that inner child and then release that automatically releases that trauma or that emotion or that story, whatever that is, that wound. And you're free. It and I wouldn't, you. I wouldn't have known that that was possible had I not experienced this myself, but really, as I said earlier, just you mentioning an age, there was not a moment of hesitation. I could immediately dial into something that happened at that time. And then I moved on. Yeah. And, and I can tell you with, without exception, it was things I never would have gone to therapy and talked about, but just hearing those ages, you know, I, I had spent all this time working on these really deep, big, intense things, but there were all these other little things that happened along the way that just recognizing that age and seeing them, it was like, Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oftentimes it is the little things like we do tend to focus on these big traumas and not to say that they aren't huge, but sometimes it's the, these little subtle things that are said that you remember unconsciously for a really long time that get under your skin and affect you more than 
more than you thought. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Heidi, I have loved this conversation today. It's amazing how quickly these hours go. Is there anything that you would like to promote that you're doing or working on that our listeners should know about? I know, obviously, we want to give them a a way to get in touch with you if they have an interest in doing so. Um, Anything you want to share with our audience about the work you're doing? Well, I do so many different types of work. So it's not just inner child work, right? So because I... um, I do all kinds from uh, family constellation to uh, clearing emotions to clearing belief systems. So um, I also do a once a month meditation. I don't know if you even know that I do that. Um, I do that on a once a month on a Sunday for an hour. And it's a guided meditation based off the energy of the people who show up. Okay. And so I read that energy of the group and then I, um, do the meditation and it's what I call a healing meditation. So I may do various things in there from releasing emotions to dropping in and doing guided imagery work, um, in that setting as a group and that's donation based. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me though on Instagram and you could, uh, with blooming heart healing arts and same with Facebook. I'm out there. Yeah. And what is your website, website? If somebody wants to get in touch with you? Yeah, that's uh, www.b2ha.com. I love it. Yeah. Um, and we'd love you to get subscribe to our Get Unstuck Radio show pages. You can find us at Get Unstuck Radio on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Next week, we'll have another inspiring guest, and I guarantee you will not want to miss the conversation. One thing I like to do with all of my guests, Heidi, before we wrap up, can you tell me one thing that you're grateful for today? Oh. Besides being here, it, it, whatever it's your choice, free okay, choice. Well, I am grateful for being here. Thank you. Thank well, you. And for I'm grateful me. for having you. It truly is um, an honor to have somebody like you here who has made such a profound impact in my life. And I know in the lives of others I care about and, and countless others that I know that I don't even know. Um, but thank you for doing the work that you're doing and shining the bright light that you shine. Um, it's just, it's, it's really important and valuable. Mm-hmm. Until next time, remember every journey begins with the next step and you too can be your own champion. Thank you for joining us today on Get Unstuck Radio. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope we've helped you identify how you can overcome the mental block that's been keeping you stuck. Until we talk again, we wish you a great week.